0: physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. Rowan, we're going to be talking about something near and dear to my heart today, which is relationship-based marketing. And I asked my friend Janine to come along and hang out with me. So we're going to spend time together Janine, why don't you first tell our accountants a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then we'll talk about relationship marketing. Okay.
1: Uh, I am trained as an analytical biochemist. I worked in the pharmaceutical industry for about 15 years making uh, drugs for a living, and as I like to say, legal ones, because people always ask that. But the thing is, is I've always been a business owner. I've always had a side hack. Since I was 10 years old, I have run my own businesses, and I didn't understand what this relationship marketing thing was. Little did I know, basically, Jeff and I have been doing relationship marketing ever since we started our own businesses, and I have been in business, like I said, since I was 10 years old, so that means I'm almost 50 years in business, and one of the good things i like to share with you about Send Out Cards is I am so thrilled that there is an automated process to do follow-up that is not electronic.
0: I love it. And for those who are tuning in, we will share a course that Janine offers for more detail. But today, I wanted to talk about relationship marketing. And and Janine, I'm going to give my take on it, but I want you to feel free to get on your soapbox too. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there telling accountants you got to get better at social media, you got to get better at pay per click, you got to get better at ads. There's all this noise telling accountants they need Mm -hmm. to get better. And one of the things that fascinates me is accountants are really good at relationship-based marketing. And as you said, we just didn't know it was a thing until we figured out it was a thing. So um, I would like accountants to really focus on relationships and and building relationships both with their existing clients, with their strategic partners, community partners, What are your thoughts on the noise around learning social media and marketing for accountants?
1: Well, what I'm going to share with accountants is this. Do not take time doing social media unless it has been a proven strategy that you can actually hang your hat on the analytical data. I spent nine years doing social media and this was YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and I even hopped on Alignable for a period of time. I have data for the past five years that talks about how many people I connected with and how many people converted then over into clients. And we can talk about that kind of social media at a different time, but right now what I'd like to share is the fact that most of the people that you need to meet, you already have in your wheelhouse unless you just graduated And you just got your CPA (laughs) because your current clients are the ones you want to focus this relationship marketing that we're going to talk about. Make sure that you are speaking to your clients more than just once a year when it's tax time, when they panic and contact you. It's one of those things I highly encourage you to be reaching out to the current clients that you have once a month. And for some people that's just like, oh my gosh, that's so too much, but we're going to talk about how you send a card once a month so that you're encouraging them to either reach out to you or you're staying top of mind with them and you have an open rate that's much higher than what you would have when it comes to your email sequencing.
0: Love it. And I think one of the things I've heard loud and clear is accountants know that they need more clients, they know that they want better clients, but generally speaking, they don't know where the next clients can come from, therefore they get a little panicky and they try to do other things. Um, now you talk about systems, let's let's talk about Janine and I'll, we'll try to leave Jeff out of this, but let's talk about Janine's obsession with systems. How important is it to have systems around client acquisition? <laughs>
1: If you would like to make sure that you have cash flow when you need it, then I highly recommend that you have systems, okay? And uh, barring a catastrophic event, usually your systems will keep you bringing new people in. And it's very simple. You ask. You ask people to not only refer you, but you ask people, are you happy with your current accountant? That's all you have to do. Are you happy with your current person? If they go, oh, yeah, I love them. I think they're great. They're fabulous. They do this. They do that for me. Then you don't try to win that client over. You just say, well, if at any time that should change, please think about me. And then you start sending them cards once a month.
0: <laughs> we know it will change at some point. I think that's that's huge. Um, now, let's talk about social media and paid traffic for a minute, because of my little rants and i'll I'll try to stay off the soapbox this is your evening to be on the soapbox but the better you get at marketing the better you have to get at sales because you're taking more strangers and you're getting their attention Uh, i don't know many accountants who desperately wake up one morning and say no i really want to be better at sales (laughs) thoughts on that (laughs) janine
1: Yes, that's one of the things I do love chatting with people about. This is again something that is important that you productize your services. Make sure that you can talk to somebody to say, "Oh, so what? What is it that you do?" You don't want to say, "I'm an accountant." You don't want to say that. This is where you do kind of need to be a little bit of a salesman, so to speak, a salesperson, or be a little bit of a marketeer. I know that you have a specialty that you enjoy working with. Like, oh. I work with small business owners. Oh, really? How do you do that? Well, I help them with their books. See, then that's a little bit more of a conversation starter. People can kind of, oh, why did you decide to get into that or what have you? So you wanna make sure that you highly specialize your services and then make your products in alignment with your specialty, such as I know of one accountant, she only works with people who are professional gamblers.
0: Yeah, That
1: that is a niche, right? Well, why did she get there? Because she helps them with their taxes when they win. And if they lose, she helps them with their taxes. I mean, it's one of those things that is like when you get niched down like that, then they tell their friends and they tell their friends. And believe it or not, next thing you know, she has a very viable practice. Why did she get into that? Because that was a hobby of hers. She played it in college. She enjoyed it. So she started going after People who would do it for a living should be got very good at the tax code, that sort of thing. So I just, those are the things that you can do. So when we talk about sales and marketing, we're not asking you to be something you're not, okay? We're asking you to sell what you know, and you do it in a product-based way. And when you think of your services as products, that way you don't get so diversified that you swamp out what your people are hearing you say.
0: And I think that that let's circle that in a minute because everybody I know has heard the phrase, the riches are in the niches. (laughs) Um, What people forget is the fortunes and the follow-up. So we're going to talk about both of those today um, because I I think I know a lot of accountants who have bought into that myth. I'm going to be a generalist. I'll serve everybody and that way it makes it easy. Um, Yet you and I both know, and, and I think a lot of people would agree that the more narrow your niche, the easier it is for them to find you because you're tuning that station in so precisely that the right people hear exactly what they need to hear to say, oh, you work with professional gamblers. I'm a professional gambler. How do we work together? Mm -hmm.
1: Precisely. And one of the other fun things is, oh, I don't gamble at all, but my uncle could really use your services because he doesn't win very much, right? All of a sudden, you're starting to get stories from family, and that's what we mean by being very specific. So yes, the riches are in the niches, but yes, let's also talk about follow-up a little bit, and that's by using those crazy systems we've been alluding to.
0: Love it. And for the record, if you focus on a niche, you can work less because people are starting to find you, and- you know, I think here in Canada, we have accounting firms that only focus on the farming community. Um, you you want to be known for something. And, you know, we're not going to spend all our time talking about niches, but the reality is you're more referable and you have better relationships if you're focused on one industry. Um, it's very hard to be credible and say, I help plumbers, I help electricians, I help carpenters. Oh, dentists and doctors, come on in. Uh, It gets really confusing very fast.
1: And one of the things I highly recommend is if you are in the farming community and you're like, oh, yes, I help farmers. It's ever so much better to say, I assist farmers who have over 100,000 acres. Like. Really let people know numbers. And they're like, oh, I have an uncle, but, you know, he only has about 100 acres. Well, if he wants, give me a call. I might be a little too expensive for him, but we'll get him referred to somebody if he's looking for Who knows? You never know where your next lead may come from. And that way you're not putting pressure on people either. That's how you sell without selling. You're just productizing your services and you're making sure people understand your limitations, your boundaries for the type of clients that you want.
0: I love that. Now, let's talk about some of the the relationship piece of things, because that's, you know, for the record, what Janine and I are talking about today, this is exactly how she and I became friends. Um, I guarantee we're going to be a little quirky. We're not going to be serious today. We're going to have a little <laughs> fun. Um, how long have you been sending out cards?
1: Since I was 11 years old, uh, because I had to handwrite thank you notes to all my customers back then. And as I became a professional woman, when I went to uh, conferences in the pharmaceutical industry, I would thank every speaker that that I heard at the conference, thank them for their time. That's how I networked. That's how I got known in the industry as a automation and robotic specialist. This is back when we were plugging things together with RS-232 cables, and we were very excited when we got one megabyte of memory for the entire department. (laughs) So that was back in the days of the dinosaurs, but that's how I was networking was using card sending as a system. So that's how long I've been doing it. Probably, I could honestly say
0: over 40 years. I love that. And you know, it's funny because I, I'm sporadic. And until I met you, I have to say, I'm probably better than most, but inconsistent and, and I think that's where we're going to get to today, because that consistency you mentioned—you know, once a month—and and full disclosure, um, I've read Joe Girard's book about being the world's greatest salesman, and you know his his story of hiring—I think he ran a team of like ten people whose full-time job was signing and sending cards. Um, that exhausts me just thinking about—you know—he sent thirteen thousand cards a, a month. Um, just imagine this in the 60s and 70s when you know somebody, some poor person was licking the stamps and the envelopes. Like it just I have nightmares of that, but <laughs> now it's it's all about a system. Yeah. And I think what I, I want to stress and, and I want you to stress is the consistency element because I know a lot of people who send a card once. Well, how long before somebody forgets that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: So, one of the, yeah, so go with your consistency thing. Um, when I was handwriting cards, it was every Friday afternoon because by then I'm winding down. I've kind of wrapped up my week and I would send cards to everybody that I had had a phone call with or had met in person. Well, now we're on Zoom and my uh, business has been online since 1996, back when I had a MySpace account. <laughs> so, I've been online for a long time. But still, I'm meeting more people than ever online, and I could not keep up. So in 2016, I had to go with an, um, with a card-sending program that was a little bit more automated and allowed me to cut and paste multiple times to people because I was meeting so many people, uh, especially from 2019 to 2022. I think in the course of that three-year period of time, I met over uh, three hundred and twenty-eight people.
0: I love that. Now, uh, this feels like an appropriate place to say that I work for Brownies. Uh, <laughs> would you care to share that story, or would you like me to?
1: <laughs> I think you need to start. You need to start off, but it started with this—the <laughs> you're on mute card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So way back when, when I first met Janine, um, I really liked her, and I was. I'm a connector at heart. I love bringing people together. So I sent a couple of people to Janine and next day sort of thing, somebody knocked on my door and they delivered locally made brownies to my house. And I'm like, who is this crazy person sending me brownies? And then after a while, I sent her a few people. And then at some point um, the brownies didn't arrive. And I literally texted her or emailed I can't remember which and I said hey what gives where are my brownies and and full disclosure I'm diabetic I don't need brownies but it's the (laughs) point of the brownies it was and and I say this it was the heartfelt sincere gratitude which Mm -hmm. Janine you can tell us how much that cost you if you want yeah it was just that consistency and then as as Janine told me she deliberately breaks the cycle just so people reach out to her And I want that to be clear that consistency is key, especially when people start to expect it. So Janine, you can share your side of that conversation.
1: So there are two people that get brownies from me. (laughs) The first one is anybody who has me on their podcast, radio, or television program. If you have me speak at your conference or something like that, you bring me on to your platform and allow me to speak to your audience. You get brownies and a card, (laughs) okay? And what Jeff was doing was sending me business, and so every time he sent me a referral and somebody signed up for one of my programs, he got brownies. Well, what ended up started ended up happening was that people were were being referred to me, but they stopped signing up. So. He saw it as I broke the cycle when in actuality, it was just those people were no longer uh, purchasing from me. And so that's one of those fun things where I do stop sending brownies at a certain point and people were signing up for my less costly ticket items that did not have as much of a profit margin. And so that's why Jeff noticed the discontinuation of brownies. However, as a joke, sometimes I'll just send them brownies and say, happy, say, Saint- whatever saint happens to be St. Catherine's, you know, feast day, or I'll send them brownies on crazy holidays just to keep them in the loop. But that's one of the joyful parts of it is you set up a system where you say, okay, if I get a referral and they buy $500 worth of my products or services, I will make sure that person that referred them uh, will get brownies. And let me tell you something, people remember those brownies.
0: And by the way, that's also part of Janine's system. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. Um, but the reality is, I think, through these cards and the brownies, you know, and to to further the point, and then we're going to get into some of the details. Um, when I moved, first thing I did, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to not get one of Janine's cards. So before I even moved, which, by the way, I'm, I'm bad at telling people I've moved. I think mom's still sending me stuff to an old address. But Janine got... The the update the day I knew the new address and I'm like hey Janine and she just laughed and said it works every time and I'm like
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jeff was so- not the first person to tell me before his mother that <laughs> they were moving because Sorry, of those brown <laughs> because of those brownies and because of the cards the cards can be written in such a way that they're fun, they're goofy, they're in alignment with your particular brand of humor. Even if you have a really dry sense of humor and it's, it's all about accounting jokes, still people love jokes, all right? And so whether it's that or you're sending them your top 10 tips. So I have one particular client that I sell cards for and they're a hosting company of website services and hosting your website. And so you think, oh, my gosh, how do you send cards for that? Well, there are a ton of website jokes. And as I'm sending them people, their clients, cards, I'm also saying these are the top 10 things that can slow down your website. Have you checked this? Then when Google and Yahoo and all that change their platforms, I'll say, are you aware these are the three things that can mess up your email authentication programs? (laughs) And so you can also use them as things that you learn, like You're doing all these continuing education credits. You can actually send the things that you're learning to your clients, whether it's applicable or not, and just say, in a recent program, I happened to notice XYZ regarding my um, accounting practice, and I wanted to pass that information along to you. You'll be seen as an authority. You'll be seen as somebody who's staying updated, and that brings confidence to your clients.
0: I love it, and if you make it interesting, it also makes it easy for them to share with people. Because, mm-hmm. sorry to say this, but accountants are not exactly known for our social skills. Um, I used to make a joke, and I can say this because uh, I'm a recovering accountant. But you know, there is the joke about the extroverted accountant who stares at your shoes instead of his own. Sorry you know, why not embrace that? And, you yes. know, I'm not here to, to pick on, on anyone. It's just, we find boring things interesting. That That's how yeah. I define accountants. Um, we're not necessarily going to be, you know, nobody wants to hear about the tax code. Um, I'm not kidding, Janine, but my wife, if she had trouble sleeping, she'd say, tell me about what you worked on today. And, and she'd be like, tell me about a file you worked on. Tell me about the tax issues. And next thing I know, she'd be asleep. And I'm like, you know, I, I feel like that's somehow not nice. But again, if if not for accountants, who would do this work, right?
1: Right, exactly. We need you. Please stay in your occupation because I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And please keep doing yours.
0: <laughs> and, and by the way, it, it just makes you stand out. So Janine, let's talk a little bit about, um, so I know for a fact, most accountants I talk to, You know, they're busy trying social media. Mm -hmm. They're trying, you know, they'll hire a copywriter. They're trying to do email campaigns. They're trying all of the normal things. But when they're really honest, when we sit down after all the noise of the conference has ended and I say, how have you gotten your last three clients? They look at me and go, always referrals. Right. And my question- Especially accounting, yeah. Yeah. It's just that kind of, and by the way, if you're not getting referrals, this probably wouldn't work for you because you're probably not focusing on the relationship. But the kind of accountants I know that do really well, they care deeply about their clients, you know, whatever they have to do, their clients come first. They're always looking for that. Um, they do care deeply and they want their clients to thrive and to succeed. Well, one of the ways you can do that is to connect with them, stay in touch. Um, but one of the things I hear over and over, and this just really, really scares the hell out of me, accountants admit that they get their clients from referrals, but they don't know how they get them. And I, I feel like you're you're leaving the most important piece of your business to complete and utter chance. So Janine and I are going to talk about her system, and it it's kind of a running joke between us now because it's like, are you following the system? And sometimes we get distracted by shiny objects. We won't talk about that too much. But what is the impact on an accountant? And again, generally speaking, they are introverted. They're very humble and, and passionate about helping their clients. Um, what Does the greeting card, the the relationship-based marketing, how does that specifically impact them? And then let's talk about the power of having a system for that.
1: Okay. So for starters, I'm going to share with you when an accountant was speaking to me and I was not his client. We were talking about his business, that sort of thing. And he got so passionate about what was happening with legislation. And he was really worried for his clients about the the government was going to do something really inane that was going to cause problems for his clients. And he had spent the last 15 years working on this problem. And he was so impassioned. I was like, you need to record this. And you need to put this up on YouTube. Just you talking. And then send a greeting card, like a single postcard like this, with a, with a QR code on the back and send that to your people, all the ones that you're concerned about, because they need to know you're thinking about them, that you are watching this legislation for this reason. Don't send them an email, send them a card, because My cards have a 99.9% open rate. People are like, how can you follow that? I said, because I have people that have opened a card a year later because it fell behind a desk or something. And they're like, oh my gosh, a card from Janine. And they're opening it up and they're like, I opened it. I got it a year late. And it was like, you know, happy Independence Day or something like that. But, but those, you have a higher open rate. You have a higher engagement rate. It's much more personal when you send it to them specifically. And so to kind of answer your question about what is that relationship, talk about what you are passionate about for your clients. They love it. I mean, they're like, oh, I'm so glad that Jeff is worried about that because I don't have to worry about that. And as a business owner, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And so- those are the things you would definitely want to share in that uh, marketing or we call it relationship marketing. But to me, it's, I'm just sending cards to my clients. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Communication. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, you and I have had this conversation many times because when I first heard Janine say, you've got to send out cards, the petulant inner child in me went, hell no. Um, I still have nightmares from when I was a kid and, you know, birthdays you had to write thank you cards to everybody who sent you a card and it was like oh my hand hurts um let's talk about having a system for that mm-hmm. and just for the audience we're specifically talking about cards um you could figure out other ways to stay in touch with your clients but honestly you know just gonna be funny here but you know this mm-hmm. came in the mail mm-hmm Yeah. So I, I will say I'm never more than about three, four inches away from reaching out to something that Janine sent me, um, and my desk isn't that crazy cluttered. It's just there's that frequency, there's that consistency. Um, now, my first question, I think when, when I started asking Janine questions, was how do you find the time to send all these cards? So let's start with that easy question, you can burst that bubble for everybody, and then We'll get into the why and the mechanics of it.
1: Okay. When I first started sending cards using the automated system that is a platform that you can use, it's called Send Out Cards, but there are other programs, and you, I'm not going to limit you to that. But it takes, a, there is a little bit of a learning curve. So I set aside an hour a day for four weeks that I was going to work on it. I did not need that amount of time, but that's what I had set up because I was used to handwriting. By the time I got to this point, I was spending eight hours a week handwriting cards. So I was already in that process. And what I did was every time I wanted to send somebody a card, I would transfer their uh, address into the software program and I'd send that card. Transfer the, every time I, transferred an address i would send a card to that person it usually was somebody i was talking to or i had a client i needed to reach out to and i was like huh i wonder if they're in my automated system yet or not and the answer was almost always no because i had uh 197 addresses that i was keeping on top of with people um i now am over 1200 addresses and that was since 2016. so just wanted to let you know it does grow over time I now spend uh, 20 minutes a day doing that because I have people I have hired to take over the process, and my job is to keep automating the system. But really, it's send a card every time you talk to someone. Even if you call them and you're just needing to get a piece of documentation and you're saying, please send it to me through email... You send them a card in the mail and say, it was really great chatting with you on the phone, and I look forward to helping you X, Y, Z in the future. You will end up starting to build out templates. So currently, I spend about 20 to 25 minutes a day on that, but my people are spending anywhere from five to 10 hours a week on it.
0: Love it. And, and I think that's the key. Now, let's talk about what you're not spending time on. Um, so I know for a fact, Janine doesn't spend time on social media. Um, I know you do send the occasional email, but the vast majority, um, would it be fair to say over the last nine years, the vast majority of your business growth has been and can be traced back to these cards?
1: Oh, most definitely. People remember me. And the other nice thing is I have a QR code on the back of all my cards where people are referring their friends to uh, a weekly Zoom meeting that I do that's called Open Friday Coffee. You're invited uh, and you can come and see people who have never met me before. Come on, chat with me for a little bit and then leave. I always say, show up when you can, leave when you have to. And that's something that you may find helpful to your clients where you have once a week, you have one hour where you're on a zoom meeting and they can come on and chat with you or not it just is kind of like having open office hours and i have found that those are very helpful for people who want to get to know me to see if we're a good fit and that saves me from having to do one-to-ones
0: i love that and i think that's the important thing and and i want to stress that you know when i was an accountant and i knew i had to grow my business um the only way i knew how so again, turns out relationship-based marketing, Um, I took people for lunch. And I can't tell you how much stress and anxiety that caused me because I'm an introvert. And I was taking people to lunch, complete random strangers. And I closed 100% of them, which by the way, tells me that I wasn't charging enough because you should never close 100%. Um, But the reality was I got to the point where I was booked out six weeks into the future for lunches. And then my admin assistant had this genius idea that she started booking people in for breakfast with Jeff. And I was like, okay. And then at, at some point I was still six weeks out and she said, you know what? Dinner. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> First of all, do you have any idea how unhealthy three restaurant meals a day is? But it was also the anxiety and the stress because it was like, well, I was always on my way to breakfast or lunch. I was never, you know, in the office doing work. And I started looking for ways to, you know, this was pre-video conferencing and and before a lot of things. But, um, you know, let's go back to 2008. I got really smart and I started doing monthly workshops. Well, that meant I had to have a follow-up system. And because I'm an accountant and I'm stubborn, um, I started writing out handwritten cards. And I can tell you that lasted three months. And I went, this sucks. I hate doing it. So I too know the value of the greeting card um, but until Janine literally started um, beating it into my brain, I went, oh, so let, let's talk about what the system looks like. And and I just want to do full disclosure that Send Out Cards is the mechanism that you and I have. Mm-hmm. And I want to point out that it is um, a one of those work from home ideas where you can earn money making people sign up underneath you. Um, I don't think you use it for that. And I definitely don't. Um, I just see a good idea. And, you know, it's, I can write cards by hand, but I'm lazy, I won't do it. So um, (laughs) I'm not nearly as good at it as Janine. But that's why I'm asking her questions. And and she's going to share with us. Um, Let's talk about send out cards. And First and foremost, let's talk about the cards that you send. So you've mentioned communicating regularly with people um, once a month. Um, What kind of things would you recommend accountants are talking to their clients about on a monthly basis? Because Janine, I can tell you, I've done speaking gigs in front of thousands of accountants. And there's always one person who raises their hand and says, I don't know what I'd talk to my clients about if I talk to them more than once a year. So right. you and I are going to beat that subject into the ground a little, because I think uh, I personally don't know why you wouldn't want to talk to your clients more, but that might be another conversation as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, for starters, do the wonderful thing. I'm sorry. You, you talked about that book from the guy that sent 13,000 cards a month. What was his name again? Um, uh,
0: Joe Gerard.
1: Yeah, Joe Gerard. He, he's he's famous. He's People know him. I, I recognize him by his name. But he uh, he used to send people birthday cards, whether it was their birthday or not. And that's something I've started doing. I've gone through my client list. And for everybody who I had a birthday for, I would go ahead and put it into the software. But I also put in a birthday card on a random month and day just so that they would contact me to correct me that I had their birthday wrong. <laughs> that and they is genius.
0: Would... Break that down, people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because people want to get a birthday card. Now, that's why they were sending it. And so I would put it down wrong. Hey, have a great birthday. By the way, my birthday is in July. So they would ask me some sort of question and I would let them know how much that product or service was. Yes, I do do those things, blah, blah, blah. And then they would always finish it. with, And by the way, my birthday is on this day. Thank you so much for correcting me. And then I would go and I'd take that card off because they, you know, you, only do these kind of things once. That's one of my random ones. But um, I would purposely do that. And I got that from Jill Gerard because he, if he didn't know somebody's birthday, he'd just send him a card until they told him what the correct birthday was. And I went, ah, oh, genius. I know what I can do with that. Anyway, so then you send them the obligatory birthday card. And if you're like, I don't want to be like everybody else, or you're concerned that you may fall into some sort of fold with that, then you send them half birthday cards. You say, hey, happy half birthday. You know, we're halfway through the year until it's your birthday, blah, blah, blah. So that's another idea that you can send to people. Uh, A third thing that I, I like to recommend to people is pick a day of the year that is special to you and send them a card celebrating it with them. So this one is more for me but I am an absolute nerd from the get-go. So there's two days out of the year. The first one's Pi Day, 3.14, so March 14th is a big day for me. And because I always love pie, I love cookies, and so my cards usually have pies and cookies and 3.14, you know, you know, ad infinitum. And I talk about how wonderful pie is because it's it's like love, it's irrational, it's a, you know, it's like non-repeating. There's all kinds of fun stuff you can have with that. So you pick a holiday special to you and you talk about that. The other one happens to be May the 4th. And for those of you who are Star Wars fans, you will know that May the 4th be with you, right? I mean, this is a big thing in the, in the geek community. And yeah. people look forward to my little Yoda cards and my little Luke Skywalker cards. Occasionally got Chewbacca in there. It just depends on what your thing is. So you'd pick these things. Now, we have these beautiful national calendars that are available to us. And they have everything from National uh, Turtle Sunday uh, days to one of my favorite, National Dance Day. And people know I love to dance to my music. <laughs> and so I send out cards on National Dance Day. So to give you some ideas of what can accountants talk about, what are some goofy holidays that you're going to start celebrating. Why? Because it's special to you. And mine is Pi Day. It's always been March 14th is Pi Day. May the 4th came along after Pi Day, by the way. And so that's how I got into May the 4th as well. Okay. Well, it, So that I, helps you with that.
0: I love the nerdiness because those were the two dates that came to my mind. I know you also love, love, love Halloween and Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. Um mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a big fan of the the annual Christmas card or winter greeting card. Um, I think you did one. It was um, winter solstice day or something Mm -hmm. like that. Right.
1: Yes. Uh, Yeah. If you have a very diverse and eclectic uh, clientele like I do, I have to kind of dance around. There's so many different paradigms that people are operating under. And so I just play it safe. When I know there's going to be a solar eclipse coming up that year, I make sure I celebrate it. I send a card. But then I really love uh, cosmology. That's one of the things I've always enjoyed. And so that's where you bring your hobbies into your business. You're seen as very human because you're celebrating things that are special to you. One of the things that for accountants... What got you into accounting? what well, was the, it was it the business that your mom or your dad did and that's why you got into it? Those kinds of things are uh, little histories that take them off your website, you know, the about us and put them into a card but humanize it. like this was very important to me or I'm still trying to figure out why I'm an accountant, but this is what I love about my job you know or you know be honest with people oh. about I'm still trying to figure this one out. But here I am 32 years later, still operating as a CPA, whatever, or accountant, whatever that is. Um, But when you, when you really think about your card, just realize it's one human wanting to let another human know how much they care about you. Remember the statistics, 65% of why clients leave our businesses is because they think we don't care. And that when I heard that as a business owner, when I was in my 20s, I was like, oh, my gosh, you're kidding me.
0: And the, the that's when the name for that, Janine.
1: Oh, what?
0: They call it perceived indifference disease. True oh, story. Wait.
1: oh, my gosh. I had no idea. But I, And I'm like, I know how hard I work to get you into my business the last thing I want you to think is that I don't care about you. Are you kidding me? In some cases, some of us know exactly how much it costs us to get each new client. And so you don't want to be in that trap. And so that's what these once a month cards, when somebody comes into my world and signs up for one of my subscription services, I immediately make, put them on what I call my $8 a year program, because that's how much it costs with send out cards to send one card once a month. Uh, to that person. And so those are some of the systems that I have. If I have higher ticket items, <laughs> they not only get a card, but they get brownies right off the bat. <laughs> if you purchased one of those higher ticket products, and people are like, really? You're sending out brownies to these people? I mean, I have had very uh, elegant, very well off people say to me, you're kidding. You need to be sending better quality stuff. What I find funny is those people are not my client. The people that are my client, oh my God, I can't believe the brownies. Thank you so much. So listen to your clients. Yes. Do not listen to people who are not your clients. <laughs> Just a word to the wise.
0: I love it. Now, one of the things I think a lot of people think, oh, this must be difficult. Um, you know, and and to be clear, I would never suggest if you're a busy, busy accountant, you drop everything and you learn this. Um let's talk about how you use it because I know now you have people that do it. Is this something an accountant could delegate to somebody on their team?
1: Ah uh, yes, most definitely, after the accountant sent out the first couple of cards. So like, I don't recommend it right at tax times because you guys are insanely busy but after you've had that two week break or whatever you give yourself i hope you give yourself some yourself some sort of a break but after that break as you're finishing up with whatever extensions you have or whatever you're doing during that period of time if there are clients that you're concerned with cuz you always got those few who kind of keep you up at night um, start sending them a, send them a card and say hey i was thinking about you i'm cons- you know i i want to know make sure that you're okay with X, Y, Z, whatever it was that was giving send them a card and that's it. And then create a system that would follow up with that person afterwards. But I think it's important that the first card be a touch point from you. That's very specific to that client. Now I've had some people in my address book where I'm like, "I, I, I, I don't remember this person. And I only had 300 and some odd people at that point. I am way beyond that now. Yeah. So that's where I went and cheated, went on to Facebook or right? I went into LinkedIn and scratched my head trying to figure out if that still didn't work. And yes, I have a few of those still didn't work. Then I sent him a very general card. Hey, I was thinking of you today. Not a lie. Looked at your LinkedIn profile. Again, not a lie. Saw that you X, Y, Z. How are you doing? Is business treating you well? Sincerely, blah, blah. Yeah. Love so that's that. how you get around those moments where you're like, I have no idea how I know this person. Let's <laughs> you
0: check the usual places, you're like, hmm. Yeah. And, <laughs> no, and that's no. the thing. You network enough, it happens. I yes. didn't. I used to be that person. I vowed it would never happen. And then um, one day I met this guy for the fourth time. And he's like, for crying out loud, my name is Jeff. How can you not remember my name? And I'm like, sorry, dude. <laughs>
1: It's been one of those years, Uh, 2020 through 2022 were very challenging for me because I was meeting so many people online. And even with my follow-up systems, even with uh, my team helping me, I would forget people. And it was up to my team. And they now know that when they schedule appointments with me, they give me Uh, notes or their LinkedIn profile or something, because I have to have some sort of memory jog, just because we now have so many people in our world. And I'm sure I'm sure accountants are no different.
0: And and I think that's the thing. If you're a good accountant who takes care of your clients, you're going to meet people. And then it's just, you know, my my big aha moment was I was at a networking event and I met somebody and I had this nagging feeling that I knew them. And then when I went home, I I did a little search and I went, oh, good God, I was supposed to follow up with them a year ago and I didn't. And no wonder they looked at me funny. Um, So I I love the idea of, you know, if you're going networking and you're relying on memory, I'm sorry, but it's only a matter of time before you forget somebody. And personally, I I hate that because I, I feel every human deserves to be remembered and recognized and honored. Um, but I love the system now because I can stop worrying about where I connected with them. And what I love is, as Janine said, you know, if somebody doesn't like brownies, they're not going to be your client. That's okay. But if somebody loves, you know, that's the kind of feedback I look for when somebody reaches out and says, Oh my God, that's amazing. Like, you know, I was asking Janine a thousand questions because it was like, these were, um, boutique brownies made at a local store. Uh, like, how did you possibly do that? I thought she was some sort of a magical person and turns out she is. She has a system. <laughs> I
1: have a system that does it for me and and handles it and, and packages them very nicely. And for those people who said, you know, I'm gluten-free, I can't eat brownies, I said, well, what would you like me to send you? And they're like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, and I'm like, Would you like some seeds so you can grow your own lavender or you know i find something else that could fit in the card you know instead of going to the extra expense uh i i would downplay some of it and just you eventually get to learn your clientele but the start with the brownies because people love it whether they eat them or not they're like ah well They wouldn't know because this was our kind of our first or maybe only second contact. So the biggest thing is what what can we do for you? That's like I love being practical with people, and so when it comes to sending cards, whether you send out cards, bank cards, there's all these different automated systems. This is the big thing: make sure that it automatically prints the addresses and envelopes for you. Make sure that the stamps are automatically put on for you. This is stuff that happens with send out cards. Make sure that it's a one button kind of click to get. Uh, your uh, gifts added to that I have a campaign that every two weeks people are getting a card from me that one costs me personally $30 a year to put somebody on so make sure you have those bigger ticket items so that you stay in profitability while you are sending those cards but you have those clients who bring you a lot of business and my other thing is if somebody saves me money and yes My accountant is on my $30 a year program because my accountant saved me $5,000 one year. I sent flowers, I sent brownies, and I sent every two weeks they're getting a card from me of gratitude and appreciation because they saved my business money. So make sure you're, you're being aware that this is not just for your clients. This is also for people who do nice things for you. And it is amazing the goodwill that is then seen, your business is seen as a giving business, as a very philanthropic business, and at the same time, somebody who will treat others well.
0: Love that. Now, I'm a big fan. With accountants, there's a lot of communication that should happen throughout the year. Um, Would you consider mixing things like deadlines, tax updates, that sort of thing? Or should it be more personal, less business?
1: For, for me, I would highly recommend that you keep it all very um, intimate and personal, very personalized. So when it comes to deadlines and stuff, people are used to receiving that through email. Keep that communication very professional and all that. The cards are fun. The cards are to remind people that you are a human being on planet Earth And if you do wanna start doing deadlines or something, I highly recommend that you send a postcard. You don't send it like the envelope, but send a a postcard-like product to them. Um, That is very effective for people who are in a very specific niche, such as chiropractors, dentists, doctors, and accountants. For some reason, those industries do very well with postcards. Whereas the rest of us, we kind of have to make sure that people open an envelope and get the bifold card.
0: I love it. Now, um, for final thoughts, is there anything I should have asked you that I haven't? Because I want to wrap up in about three minutes. Um, And then we're going to give people a place where they can go for more information. I,
1: I think the biggest thing is just get started. And please don't think you have to be perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes with my cards. There have been times where I've gone too quickly through the screens. And so a card ended up in the wrong, uh, like it was Dear Catherine, and it went into John McGranahan's. (laughs) envelope and I'm still trying to figure out how I did that but there were times where mistakes happened well guess what people called me oh my gosh I got so-and-so's card and I'm like I'll resend you your card I'll make sure I resend his card just throw it away it's no big deal but people it's all about engagement so even if you make a mistake it's engagement It's they are reaching out to you, they're communicating with you. You can then say, so how are you doing? What's happening with business? Is life treating you well? These are all important factors to put into your context of your clients. So there really when people say there really are no such things as mistakes, of course, as accountants, you're like, don't say that to me. There's a world full of mistakes. You and I know that, but you really can't make mistakes with in regards to relationship marketing. Even the mistakes are a form of communication. And you can say, thank you so much. We're going to correct that. I really appreciate you reaching out to me. By the way, how are you? People are really craving contact with people who care about them. And you guys, I know, care. So thank you for
0: your work. I love it. Now, my two cents, I'm going to say, send it up to the clients you want to clone. If somebody annoys you, you probably don't want referrals from them. Is that fair? Janine?
1: That's very fair. The, the clients you want to clone. Wonderful. Yes. Thank you.
0: Don't send brownies to the ones who annoy you because they'll bring you more just like them. Um, now, Janine, you have a course. Um, would you mind taking a minute and just telling us what's in that course and Uh I'll have a link I'll get a link from you but I feel like for people who don't know where to start your course is probably the obvious next step is that fair
1: uh it is fair if you want to chat with me first come to my open Friday coffee it's free and I'll be glad to walk you through a little bit of send out cards depending upon what software package you want I, I have a preference for send out cards because I have so many easy ways to automate it so The course starts at the very beginning and teaches you all the systems, all the routines. Basically, it's the course that my people had to walk through in order to work with me. And so I would say, I need you to take this course. And if you feel like it's too much for you, then we can pass ways. I'll pay you for your time, blah, blah, blah. But if you do want to be hired by me to do this for X number dollars an hour, then we're, you're hired, but you have to get through this course first. And so that's how I set it up. And so I'd be more than happy to train you or your people if you choose to go with send out cards.
0: I love it. And I'm just going to throw in a couple of things. But number one, I'll have a link for the Friday virtual coffee. Um, if you like what Janine's talking about, come hang out with us on Fridays. I'm almost always there. Janine and I have a lot of fun. Janine has a great community. So it's, it's yeah. a good place to come and meet entrepreneurs. Um, but the other thing is, if you've got an admin assistant or receptionist, usually they're sitting there. I had one who read a novel a week Um Instead of them just sitting there twiddling their thumbs, get them to go through Janine's course because they, instead of being a cost to your business, they can become a profit center for you. So, Janine, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and I'll make sure people connect with you. I'll, I'll put your contact details in the course notes.
1: Thank you. And everybody, good luck.
0: to your wellness.